A podcast network. I'm Lily Gladstone, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Andras Jones? Cool. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. Radio Eight Ball, give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here in Missoula, Montana, with a band called Buttes. Hey. Howdy. They're tributing Beat <laughs> Happening, and they are a beautiful happening here in the studio. We've gotten to hang out with a bunch of their friends. And I don't think, well, I mean, I knew Calvin, I know Calvin, but he wasn't really here. But other than Calvin, I, this is the first time I've known any, I've gotten to know any of the folks you've had as guests. But now we are joined by someone who is a recent veteran of a Radio 8 Ball experience. And she was with, she joined us as a part of the band, The Essex Green, where she asked a question, uh, a local, her question at the time was a question about your local super volcano. It certainly filled me with fear and trepidation as I thought of coming to Missoula, thinking maybe we'll all perish together. And, you know, I don't know if that makes you feel good to know that you make people think of existential threats, but that's what, that's what I associate with you, Sasha Bell. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. <laughs> Thank you. I think we should perish together if we're going to perish at all. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I also want to say, this morning, you, you, you were nice enough to show me around a little bit of Missoula. Right. I bought you a delicious egg sandwich. You and did. you learned how to use the pepper salt thing right yeah. to left. Yeah. Very fancy pepper salt thing. And what's the name of the place again? Cafe Dolce. Cafe Dolce. Very classy mm. place. Very classy mm-hmm. place to go. And it was, a, it was great. Now, um, do you, how do you... No, I know when we had you on the show in L.A., we sort of made this Missoula connection that you know Chris. And I hadn't known that mm-hmm. prior yeah. to L.A. So what? How, how do you know each other here? Are you, you know, have you played the shows at the Roxy? Or? I think Chris and I, we kind of orbit each other's orbit. That's right. You just moved to town, and I think you were trying to perhaps get a work, a job. work at the uh, Wildlife Film Festival. Yes, yes, yeah. So and that was before the Roxy. Roxy was even was even in art house. That was that first oh. that first, first festival that, that first you did. Festival, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I yeah I came to the Roxy to interview for it. Uh, well, no, it wasn't even an interview. It was just a get to know you. Yeah, but somehow we somehow we put two and two together. Yeah, we yeah. Were musicians. Have the Essex Green played here in Missoula? Yeah, we played in September yeah. or October. Well, I, uh, Where? Um, at Monks. Monks. Yeah. Yep. 
another synchronicity. Yeah. Because we were talking about Tony Shalhoub and Monk oh, earlier. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So, uh, and and that was on the tour that... We kicked off our fall tour at Monk. So everybody oh. drove out from Vermont. Oh. They nice. drove for three or two days or whatever it took to get here. Do you feel like there's a Burlington, Vermont, Missoula, Montana, sister city kinship? Yeah, the more I go back and forth and interact, you know, yeah, I just happened to go to a doctor in Burlington two weeks ago. And they're like, oh, well, the doctor that owns this practice is from Missoula. And I grew up in Bozeman and now I'm here. But, you know, yes, I think there's a lot of pollination going on. Because they're like groovy little cities that are very cold in the winter and make, make you like, you know, does, is yeah, that part of it? Yeah, groovy cities in the middle of nowhere with arts and skiing. <laughs> right. Yeah. And... You were just t- at, at lunch. You were telling me about this great local venue, saying I have to come come back here to see some concerts at this. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, what I was saying was that, um, yeah, the, the Wilma and the Top Hat are now big draws for people crossing the country on tour. Whereas people used to just spend the night in Missoula at the hotel at the airport, they actually play here now. Um, and what's the what what you were telling me about the what's the place with the the beautiful outdoor venue? Well, that's the that's the Kettle House Amphitheater. So Kettle that's House if you're huge and you don't want to bypass Missoula but I think it's about bypassing Missoula it's just about a good gig it just um, got me excited I like going yeah. to, I love going to see big shows in beautiful nature places well, that was my suggestion you can go to the yeah. gorge and you can go to Red Rocks and now you can come here very cool it's pretty awesome very cool. yeah and in your life touring with the Essex Green are there some pl- some outdoor venues you've played where you just had you felt like it was a magical experience. I, like something is playing <laughs> no, outdoors. No, they're usually like drudgy, like playing in someone's courtyards, raining, really? getting electrocuted. Yeah, no, we haven't reached that level yet. <laughs> oh, come now, come now. <laughs> no, it's usually no. You're cold. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> See, I think of you as rock stars. So no, there've been a couple of good experiences. Yeah. Yeah, like what? Oh, just, I guess, you know, playing some big festivals in Scandinavia where, you know, Morrissey's on the big stage and you're in the tent. It's awesome. You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like very, those. You but know. when you're headlining at like a dormitory courtyard, I mean, that's pretty great too, but it's. Sam Han and I have done that. We, t- we yeah, toured and you know what I'm played talking some, about. some yeah. dorms and a lot of college gigs. Absolutely. Those were our big shows though. Well, those are our big money shows. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. The colleges pay. Yeah. They got the cash. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to talk about the the Statesboro, Georgia show? We sure could. Oh, wow. No, I haven't heard this story. It was kind of historic. <laughs> kind of historic. Well, I mean. It was historical. We, we Well, we played it. In, we had a gig in Statesboro, Georgia at this, uh, like this bar, this bar that was having a frat night. <laughs> dollar. It, it was a dollar entry and you could have all the beer you want, kind of, I think, kind of thing. Yep. And Sandman was opening for me. He came out in. You came up to me beforehand because you were a little worried, right? It was a lot of, a lot of loud, drunken college guys. Right. And this was beer, early. Beer this is before buffet. things really started. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was like, how am I going to get through a crowd like this? Like this is not a coffee house. This is not a house concert. This is a bar with loud people. How am I going to tame the beast? And Andres said, play your warrior songs. And so that meant my raps mostly, <laughs> and then I played my raps. In his, you had your, you had your wearing your your sweatpants and your shy, You were you were 
You were sort of in uh, your own version of cowboy Sandman hip hop. A little schlubby, but yes. Yeah. Schlubby yeah. hip hop gear. Yeah, I did. I did my raps, and after the show, they said maybe it was even during the show they said these four big white college men said we don't like rappers around here <laughs> we hang rappers around here and it was just sort of like oh jeez yeah and then uh, yeah then i got up and played and this actually this goes to the, this actually does connect to the story uh, that i told on the essex green show because statesboro georgia was right after we or no yeah it was right after new orleans mm-hmm. where we played with you at with the Essex Green at the Mermaid Lounge, yeah. where I first got your CDs and fell in love with the band. Right, non-threatening space. Yes, and uh, also I remember Dressy Bessie was on the bill. Oh yeah, too. and they'd just been on Letterman or something. Yeah. yeah, and so and so we had that show, and I woke up the next morning feeling a little bit sick, and then we went to Statesboro, Georgia, and Sandman had this experience, and of course then I went on and played my set afterwards, and was just angry and on fire and antagonistic to the audience and I guess I don't know white non-rap privilege they kind of ate it up you know have you ever, like have you ever been in a situation where the audience is antagonistic to you and if instead of trying to win them over you just start giving it back to them and then they they kind of relax and get into it because it's okay we're going to be antagonistic and you know and so but I just blew my voice out and then afterwards I drank and then I got I got laryngitis, and we continued the tour with Sandman basically doing all the shows for the right. next... <laughs> you would introduce yourself and then walk off stage. Yeah, I would introduce... Because like, I got booked by the college, so yeah. I had to be... get The check had to be made out to me, so I, I had contractually to get on stage and say, I'm Andras Jones. Well, it's funny that you wouldn't have just introduced yourself as Andras Jones. Good point. Well, <laughs> if that, that ever happens again, if that ever happens again, but what was so fun about it, and this is the great thing about Sandman, is that they, but but, and it was a little bit depressing for me because afterwards they just were like, "Oh, we got to have you back, Sandman. You're amazing. We love you." Thus, my career was launched. <laughs> your, your career was launched in the the great spring tour of 2000. Yeah. Post 9/11. Right. No, pre 9/11. Pre 9/11. Yes. Post Y2K. That's right. Yeah, right in that right That's in that liminal spot. space. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't even think was Bush elected yes. by the time we were there. Yeah, he was elected by the time we were there. Okay. Ugh. That's a messy so, voice up. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of stress. So okay, well it's nice that we tied a bow on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should tie some more bows. Tie some more bows. You're wearing a nice little. Oh yeah, bow. I got a bow. Is that a does that qualify as a bow that that uh, uh, scarf like a knot? It's a knot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, do you do you do you know how to do lots of knots or just that one? Um, just the neck knot. Just the neck knot. They it's that's often a called a noose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm working on that, getting closer and closer. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's let's keep the scar the the scar from becoming a noose. Okay. And do you want to do you want to just get into the musical divination, or do you want? To, is there anything else you want to dig into here before we? Well, I, I think I'm going to dig into the divination, and it maybe ties in. Ties in. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want to use that word or not. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was, um, you know, talking to some friends tonight, and we we had this theory. Came up with this theory that eventually the robots are going to take over, and we're going to live in a society called the AAA, where the robots lead, and all that's left are the artists. 
and the athletes and the annihilated. Mm. Artists, athletes, and annihilated. I like that you included our our group in it. Yeah. So we might survive. I don't know what we're gonna have to do, like paint to the death or play a song to the death or you know, soccer to the death or. But this is this crazy society that we were imagining, and uh, so I just want to know what the likelihood of that happening. Okay. Is. Because it the, seems... The likelihood... So is the likelihood... Is it the the whole scenario? Well, the whole scenario may come to pass. Well, I mean, the, I think that a lot of people would say that there's a good... There's a great likelihood of the robots taking over. Yes. And then there's a, then there's a, a sort of an addendum to it is that will they be entertained by the thing by arts and sports well the things that they can't really do well humans. the things that the artists or the things that the robots can't, can't do, do well right. will be left to the well the idea is also that um, the people everyone's artistic and probably everyone's athletic to some extent but we don't have the time or the space to become that and mm-hmm. so when the uh, when the robots take over like that's what we have time to do we can explore our artistic sides or athletic sides or whatever. And if you don't have either of those, you're just annihilated. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I have lots of ideas about this. this is a great, it's, I can see why it would be a great jumping off point for a conversation. But rather than trying to figure it out, let's engage the pop oracle, yes. shall we? Yeah, yeah. So we have two beat happening songs left on the board. Those two beat happening songs are song number one, Cast a Shadow, and song number three, Teenage Caveman. And as I said, we have exhausted the Wheel of Eight. We have used up the Radio 8 cards, and now we are down to the binary oracular divination tool, or as you know it, the coin. The Radio 8 coin. And I'm going to ask you to flip it, and if it lands on heads, the answer is going to be cast a shadow. If it lands on tails, the answer is going to be Teenage Caveman. Sasha Bell. You now get to spin or flip the Radio 8 coin. What's that? Heads. Oh. Which is song number one, Cast a Shadow. Will it come to pass that the robots will control the world? With the AAA society. With the AAA society of artists, athletes, and the annihilated. Go Buttes. i 
make shadow plays We'll dig shallow graves in my shady shadow cave The shadow grows longer in my twilight sleep I wallow and remember your lock and key Cast a shadow in my direction 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 Bring back shadows of your affection Cast a shadow in my direction Bring back shadows of your protection Cast a shadow That was Cast a Shadow. The answer to Sasha Bell's question, will the robots take over and go with this AAA society idea? And that was a song from Beat Happening. What record? What Beat Happening record? That's on Black Candy. Black Candy. Black Candy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And... So uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, why you chose this song and how you think it might relate to the question. <laughs> Obviously, you chose it because you're in it. There's a piece of that. It's also... <laughs> we are... I'm a simple man, and the songs that have just two to four song, uh, chords that repeat, I can handle those. And fortunately, maybe that's why Beat Happening is perhaps my favorite band, is that they, their songs are very simple for, for me. Got it. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Benta? Um, yeah, I really like this song because it is so simple. And uh, I don't know, I really like the idea of casting a shadow as this act of intention. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a unique take on how shadows work. Yeah, I have some ideas about that. But Sasha, what did you think about that? Have you Are you familiar with that song? Yeah, I've heard that song before. Yeah. I'm trying to put it in the context of AAA. Yeah, what what did you think? Yeah, I mean I was just imagining um those unhappy with the AAA society trying to It seems like the the early days of adapting to the society when you realize that it's not it's not cool how are we going to handle this mm-hmm. and where are we going to go? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean the question kind of casts a shadow. Yeah. In our direction, right? Mm-hmm. Looking into this dystopian black mirror type future, which a lot of, I got to say, a lot of, it's, those type of questions are being are being yeah. asked a lot on the show. We're, I we're can see curious, why. Right, because yeah. we're all worried. We're all concerned. Yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good, yeah, it's a perfect dystopian song. Yeah. And, as an answer. And sure. sort of going to what I was talking about earlier in the quest, in the show about uh, Olympia, I feel like that's a lot of what goes on in Olympia. Is people casting, and it's not a nice thing. It's about projecting your shadow onto other people and casting them as the villain or the evil person or the dangerous person because you're uncomfortable around them or you have feelings that are stirred up by them. And instead of being like, oh, I have feelings or I am uncomfortable, you project that shadow onto someone else and make them the enemy. 
And in a way, that's kind of what we're doing with the, you know, in a way I was thinking, well, maybe these ro- maybe the robots are way more, ben- like we're casting the shadow of this sort of human impulse to dominate and control onto the robots. And maybe the robots will be much, they'll just be very, they'll be much better. They, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely true. We're projecting a fear <laughs> of the unknown onto the robots. Yes, it could be absolutely better. They'll It'll be like Green New me. Deal. Yes. Right. <laughs> and they'll just annihilate like... Sick cows or something, and not people. Ignorance. Yeah. Ignorant, yeah. Ign- annihilate ignorance and intolerance. Yeah, absolutely. And- oh, this is taking a fantastic turn. But I do have a couple of ideas. First of all, I have a feeling that robots wouldn't need athletes. I think, <laughs> I think robots would be like, you can only jump twelve feet. Come on, I'm gonna jump over the ocean. Okay, so right. we'll call it a double A. Yeah, <laughs> like, we lost the. Uh, we just sold that. Annihilated. We, we, hey, All the athletes you, die. You're so quick to throw the athletes under the bus. <laughs> you're like, okay, yes, anything, but as long as we keep the artists. <laughs> Which the robots obviously have use for. Well, I actually, I, I've said it many times. I think that re- I. Kind of, I'm building Radio 8 Ball with the idea, partially in mind, is like, well, synchronicity is something that, like, it's such a human experience, and it's so entertaining. I'm kind of hoping, at first, I was developing Radio 8 Ball thinking, well, it ties into divination China's going to own America. I want to be be in on, in with our new over Chinese overlords sure. and have a, a format that's going to speak to like the I Ching and all that. Maybe they'll get into it. And then sometime in the growth of Radio 8 Ball, I've shifted from being from or fears in America have shifted from the idea that we are going to loot going to be taken over by China owning all of our debt to now fears that we're going to be taken over by robots yeah. who we build to, to then, Right, you his know. name is like Tsar Nicholas the 15th. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, casting a shadow. Throwing like shade. Yeah. yeah, throwing shade at the robots. Yep. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and also, Calvin sings a little bit like a robot. Cast a shadow, like he—it's—he's not like he's not trying to push the sort of emotional thing. He is delivering the lines in this way that is a little bit deeper and wider than a human actually is. <laughs> I can't actually do his voice, but you do it much better. Uh, yeah, oh. but did, would you say that? Would, like, would you say that he has a bit of a robot voice? I see it more as the opposite. Just like he's humanizing, you know. There's no digital effects to make his voice perfect. Mm-hmm. He lets it all hang out. Right. Yeah. But if you were going to make a movie about a robot and you had to cast a human to do the voice of it, wouldn't it be awesome if it was Calvin's voice? A friendly robot. Doesn't, you know, not I a, think more Frankenstein, more like a monster. <laughs> it depends on what your preconceived <laughs> notions of robots would be. Or Calvin. Because if you have a human playing a robot, you're going to have to kind of play with that a bit. Right. You're like, what kind of human qualities might this robot have? I'm just kind of... Unless the robots built the robot. I mean, we've got to talk about which iteration of AI uh, we're talking about. Right, exactly. Would they... Okay, this is going to take a second to get my mind around. So if a robot built a robot... Would you? Would they be building the? They would be the building the robot to be a better robot than themselves, right? Well, maybe they would be here now amongst their own robot self and realize what that's all about, and they would build Robot Two Point to. But if they were just being here now, why would they be building a new building the robot? Because 2.0? maybe they're going to die. Oh or, yes, yeah, right. 
or they might want to or they might want to fake their own death. Uh, yeah, that's what actually what I meant. <laughs> right. <laughs> you weren't here, but that was a theme earlier in the show. It was about faking one's own death. So I'm thinking, oh, if a robot that was, a was <laughs> right. Oh yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of darkness here. It's a lot of that's this has been uh sort of uh this this session is indicative of all of the sessions that we've done here in Missoula where there's a lot of laughing and a lot of good feeling in the face of very, very dark and depressing questions. Is that is that something in the Missoulian nature? Do you feel like that there is something about laughing in the face of the bleak reality of life? Is that unusual in on your program? Uh, no, it's very usual on my program, oh, okay. but uh, I don't know if that's always. No, I don't think that's entirely always, always true. When I different different towns have different different things, but this there's definitely a, a soulful looking into the abyss quality to almost all of the questions that have been asked over the last for you listening the last three weeks of shows. So there's a lot of yin yang in this town. Seems like a lot of yin. The yang's gone. <laughs> <laughs> the yang's gone. Maybe, uh, yeah, you've seen maybe more yin than uh, yang, but I think they're pretty well balanced here. We're yeah, the rape capital of the United States. I only know that from a Sandman song. Yeah, Missoula. Rape capital. If Time Magazine says it, then it's factual. That's right. Have you heard this song? Mm-hmm. Hard What's Lessons. Hard Lessons. One of the he performed that on a Radio Eight Ball show. It's still one of the I, one of the my favorite performances of yours. I might even just throw it on. I throw it on the back of this episode so people can hear oh. it. Great, great song. So tough, so hard. Lots of shadow being cast in all of our directions on that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I sort of turned that into talking about your song and not actually what you were talking about. Is that, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time in Utah when I was young. I married a woman who was from there, so I spent time in Utah. And the activist scene there was so much more cohesive and together because the overall arching culture was really intolerant. So mm-hmm. anyone who was outside of that, they they knew the places that they could go, and everyone went there. They knew there, there was one radio station you could listen to. There was a couple of coffee houses you could go to. There was one venue you could go to. If there was a rally for anything, everyone showed up. Is that the same kind of thing when you say that Olympia, that Missoula's the rape capital? Does that mean that the people here are just looking out for each other a lot more and being a lot like more trying not to get raped? Well, and trying to and being aware of each other, not just trying on a personal level, but there's the, if if you are aware of that and that's something that ends is ending up in songs and it's terrifying obviously uh but does that m- create an environment where you feel like there's a lot more also allies who are vocal and or like that you are allies to each other as women or men are more the men who are trustworthy are more obviously trustworthy or like having these conversations or is it or am i just projecting my shadow in your direction. Oh, yeah. Sandman's trying not to answer this question. Because yeah, I don't know. I it's don't not know. his to answer. <laughs> okay. No. Is, I yeah, mean, I mean, people definitely talk about it, and especially since there was so much 
national press about, um, yeah, what's been going on in Missoula for, you know, and everywhere for a really long time. Um, when did it come out? When did the article come out? It was a book by John Krakauer. Fourteen? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Fourteen. Fourteen, somewhere around there. I'm not exactly sure. And what's the book called? Um, Missoula. Missoula? It is just called Missoula, yeah. And then in parentheses, rape on the college campus or something like that. Got it. Got it. And is this is it is it's a college camp? I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I'm aware I'm sort of aware of the the national thing, but I'm not really aware. Uh, the only way I'm aware of the Missoula story is through your song. It's about a particular case of quarterback for the Grizzlies, our football team. And uh just how the the up, the higher-ups at the college kind of tried to covered it up. Covered it up. But, but that's that is a na- that's not just Yeah. It's not just Missoula. Right. They call it the rape capital of the country, but I think statistically we tie sure. places yeah. all over <laughs> the place. It just crack our, uh, it's a, it was an interesting story that he was right. able to follow. Right. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not especially special in that way. Like you hear those things like murder, like I've heard that New Orleans was the murder capital mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, you hear, you know, everyone likes to throw Chicago under the bus, but uh, I'm just always curious if there, if that's just, like it's a weird kind of negative PR, sort of like the way you were just willing to throw the athletes under the bus in the AAA thing. It's like somewhere else is like, oh yeah, Missoula, they're terrible. Here in Savannah, Georgia, we're, we're, we're great, you know, or here wherever, you know, here in Olympia, Washington, we have no problems. Right. So the, the, we definitely, the, you know, there were very, people defending Missoula as a town as a result of that book, being like, well, there's more to Missoula than crack our story. That's yeah. focused exclusively on the football team. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot more to Missoula than that. But, you know. But also, I'd say, like, I remember traveling to other states as a kid and seeing my parents tell people they're from Montana. And, you know, we'd get asked, oh, do you you know the Unabomber? <laughs> like, there's, like, uh, Montana is a really mysterious place to a lot of people and you know for good reason yeah do you have electricity i mean yeah, people have yeah, asked me that exactly <laughs> and i feel like uh dealing with that reputation but also just living in montana i feel like people are more introspective and like wow wondering is is what they say true about montana or my town so you're from Sasha. You're from Bozeman. You grew up in Bozeman. No, it? upstate New York. Oh, okay, wait. But you said you earlier. You said Bozeman. Nope. You said you met people in Vermont who were from Bozeman. Maybe. Oh yes, that's right. I met okay. people from yes. That's okay. That's why I got yeah. confused. But I, and you're Bente. You're you're originally from. I'm from Big Fork. Big um, Fork. And that's up near Flathead Lake. Cool. Yeah. And Ronan, Charlo, Charlo, yeah. and. Upstate New York. So we got two upstate New York. Where? Hudson Valley. Speak loud so we can hear you on the mic. Cooperstown. <laughs> Hudson Valley. Cooper's, you're from Cooperstown? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So do you like baseball or do you? I, I'm you indifferent say, to baseball. Really? Yeah. That's. Uh, I don't know. Well, it wasn't it, really a girl sport growing up. So. I know. I get. Well, come on. Wait. That was. The, we're Bad News Bears. Tatum O'Neill. We had come softball. On. We had softball. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, we can't we can't support baseball this this year. They they 
we found out that Major League Baseball was donating to the to the campaign of uh, with Christy Hyde Smith, the the racist woman in Alabama, I believe, who mm. was saying that she'd you know she'd pay to be she'd be at first row at a lynching, and then they, we found out that Major League Baseball has actually been giving money was giving money to oh, her yeah. campaign and other right wing campaigns. And we had an author, an author on the show a few a couple months back. Uh, Dan Epstein, who was uh, who has written many books about baseball, and just decided that's too far. I can't do, can't support it anymore. And so uh, we, you know, and and it inspired me to do the same thing. And it's tough because I I love the you know I love this thing that is not good. So and that's I feel like we're all you know, there's a lot of that that we're coming up with. I don't know how we went from. Uh, I guess that's the reputation of towns. When you talk about Cooper's yeah, exactly. Cooper's yeah. I think, oh my God! Like, like I would just—that's that just, all. Just you know, that's all I think of is baseball. How could you not be into baseball? It's sort of like, well, how that, could that you really be in Olympia? Is the main thing, yeah, it is the main thing for sure. But at the same time, it's like me. I live in Olympia, and I'm just really learning about beat happening through Chris and these. This really stuff. now? I have. What? It's it's a weird. It's kind of the same thing. Like I know Calvin. I lo- I love Calvin as a, my neighbor and as a friend. Uh, and just a great guy, and he's been on the show a bunch. But I but you as, didn't know he had a band. Oh, I knew he had a oh, band. Okay. I knew who they are. But I, living in Olympia, I just have a heart. I've sort of the local music scene is very different than what I'm sort of trying to do. So, like right. when you're close, when you're close to something, you might be friends with the people, but it's a little bit re-stimulating or difficult to like put it on for fun. Because it's just like the same way maybe Cooperstown would be for you. Right. It would be like me hosting a baseball game. Right. Right. But you might and then you'd learn something yeah, about it. Like exactly. a rock and roll baseball game. Right. So. Um, anyway, we kind of got off the track of the robot question. Uh, although I do hope somebody makes a movie and casts Calvin as a robot's voice because I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make a little scratch. That's always nice. $25 so, a signature. <laughs> you can't get your mind. I told I told Sasha that I that I go to horror conventions and sign autographs. <laughs> and she's just like, you know, it's not and it's not $25 a signature. It's $25 a hand job. That's what I call it. I give hand jobs. <laughs> it's uh, I still it's, want your job. <laughs> you want my hand job? No. 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 <laughs> My job as a, an actor in a movie in the '80s who occasionally gets invited to go to to conventions to sign autographs for money. Yes. Yeah. Well, someday I'll send you. you okay. <laughs> Andras has changed. He looks like a woman with long blonde hair. Don't don't question me. This is me. Just, that would be. Aw- I would love that. I could fake my own sex change. <laughs> And send send Sasha Bell there. Yeah, could I be we could in? Split it. Could I be in the Essex Green then? Yeah, sure. That would be awesome. I would. Jeff so m- has to sign off on that, but now that you guys are buds, yeah, <laughs> I would so much rather be in the Essex Green than be in Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> this is a Prince and the Popper situation. <laughs> which one of us is the Prince and which is the Popper? It's, it's the Popper Popper situation. <laughs> Totally popper popper. Triple A popper popper. Triple A popper popper. Well, Sasha, this has been a joy as I knew it would be. (laughs) Thank 
Thank you. And I encourage all the people who are enjoying this to go check out the, if you haven't already listened, listen to our uh, episode with the Essex Green and all of their fantastic friends. Siobhan Vivian is going to be so excited about this because she was talking about how much she loved Olympia in the 90s. That's right. Yeah. With her boyfriend. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's right. And Calvin. And Calvin, yeah. yeah. And you know, I went and I bought her book right away. Yeah. And I read it to my daughter. Stay, stay sweet, right? Stay sweet, yeah. It's it's good. It's perfect for that age. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So it's been well. It's great, and we'll, we're I I am been told it's okay that I spill the beans here that you are currently even you were just came back from Burlington and you were writing new songs for yeah. the next Essex Green record. New songs. Yes. So. Yep. Get ready, folks. That's right, 2030. They're going to be playing at the <laughs> the the amphitheater. <laughs> yes. Yes. Things are blowing up for the Essex Green. That's right. The robots are going to buy a robots, lot of records. The robots better book us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> cool. Nick Shakota, 2.5. <laughs> I don't even know what Nick Shakota is. He's the he's the robot. He's the Missoula. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <I> got <laughs> Cool, we'll end on that. (laughs) Okay. Beautiful, Sasha. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. What a morning, I'm so sorry. The merest half, but now so dear. You won't wake up, you'll be late And I've been sick, it's me you hate So take the girl and all her birds Set the image free, the image free Need a day to bloom. A
ましょう。